got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Well, the win streak comes to an end at two as the Sacramento Kings lose in Toronto, 124 to 120. Welcome in to the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. I am Damian Barling. Appreciate you so much for downloading, streaming, and thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you're a subscriber. We drop new episodes uh, after every single game. We try to drop some episodes throughout the week. This is actually the first opportunity uh, that the Kings they had actually a couple of days between games here. Then they're going to take on Atlanta uh, on Friday in Atlanta, and then they're going to have another couple of days off uh, before they return to the confines of the Golden One Center uh, to take on the Portland Trailblazers on November 12th. Lots to dissect to this game. We'll bring you Coach Luke Walton here, as we always do uh, on the podcast. Kings had uh, plenty of opportunities to to really take advantage of, of some mishaps. Uh, by the Toronto Raptors. Uh, the Raptors, in turn, they didn't miss a, miss a clutch basket uh, until, I think, a minute left. Uh, Siakam, I don't remember if Siakam or, or Abaka, someone shot a three with about 60 seconds left. And it was Serge Abaka. And it, it, it had to have been the first shot in three minutes that the Raptors have missed. But the Kings, they kept the pressure on. This is, this is one of those games where you kind of just got to acknowledge, and I know it's understandable for Kings fans to get wrapped up, and this is going to be the case with fan bases you know, all across the NBA. You don't think it's the same Raptors team. You don't think it's the reigning, defending NBA champion, Toronto Raptors, because Kawhi Leonard's not there. Danny Green's not there. But the fact is, this is a very, very well-coached team, uh, and it's a very deep team. And it's a big team, too. And that's a that was a glaring issue for the Sacramento Kings here tonight. And this is going to be a glaring issue for them until Marvin Bagley gets back. I don't know how many teams in the league, uh, if any, are as big as the Toronto Raptors. Uh, but the Kings struggled all over the place when it came to defending uh, Siakam, Anobi, Gasol. Uh, Serge Ibaka had 21 tonight. They, they struggled... Uh, guarding those big guys. And that's going to be an issue for the Kings until Marvin Bagley comes back. I I don't know. Maybe it's going to be an issue until Harry Giles comes back. He's on this road trip. Uh, He hasn't played yet. I don't know what his status is going to be for Friday. I keep seeing uh, workout videos. I I, I saw that he was a full participant in practice. Still a a bit unclear as as to when his return uh, is going to be. But this is, a, this is a team right now with the absence of Harry Giles and Marvin Bagley that's going to struggle against a bigger players. Now, granted, Siakam is he, he's one of the better players in the league. Gasol, Anobi, those are good pieces. Serge Baca, a very good piece. But they absolutely took complete advantage uh, of the Sacramento Kings front court. So, again, the Kings go on to lose this game. The win streak uh, ends at two. The Sacramento Kings uh, fall 124 to 120, and it needs to be acknowledged. The Toronto Raptors even though they're without Kawhi Leonard, even though they're without Danny Green, uh, they are a very, very good basketball team. They move to 5-2 and two right now. The Sacramento Kings uh, go to 2-6. and six. Some bright spots uh, for the Sacramento Kings. We saw Harrison Barnes pretty aggressive offensively. Now, with that said, I think he's, this, this might have been a rare game where he struggled defensively, and I don't know if it was... I don't know if Harrison Barnes struggled defensively. The Sacramento Kings just struggled overall defensively. Or if the Toronto Raptors are just that good offensively. Because that ball was moving beautifully. Uh, that that was just a gorgeous, almost San Antonio Spurs-like offense, which wouldn't be surprising uh, coming from Nick Nurse. But it was really solid. It was really, And they made a conscious effort. They knew where the Kings' weak spot was. 
and they attacked it. They attacked it from the first quarter. And let's start there. The Kings got up pretty quickly, 6-0. The Toronto Raptors missed their first three shots, and then that was about the end of it. That was about the end of the Toronto Raptors' struggles. Um, again, they started out slow, and then the, the, both teams kind of got into a rhythm after that. Once the Toronto Raptors kind of got themselves going, they got back in the game, both teams really got into a rhythm. They were taking uh, a lot of three-pointers. Uh, there was a combined nine made threes in the first quarter with about five minutes to go. Uh, there was a point where De'Aaron ran into Kyle Lowry. Uh, I know Kings fans kind of collectively held their breath as he came up hobbling. He never motioned to the bench or anything like that. He just kind of ran it off and, 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 and appeared, at least, to be okay uh, for the rest of the game. And the Kings weren't shooting terribly in the first quarter. It's just Toronto, they took advantage of every shot that the Kings missed and before you knew it, Luke Walton was calling timeout when the Kings, uh, they were down 29 to 20. And as we noted, they missed their first three shots. They hit 17 of the next 18. I think they hit 14 in a row. Uh, the Raptors finished the first quarter 14 of 18. Again, they missed their first three shots. They were six of eight from three. Uh, the Kings, who started the game fast, wound up shooting just eight of 24 and five of 13 from three. Buddy healed the other way in that first quarter with nine, but I, the, the game never got away. I think the Raptors got up by as many as, as 15, but it never felt, it, it would be 15, but it, but, but it was just the briefest of moments because the, you know, someone would come down and, and hit a two or hit a three, and that, that 15-point lead immediately became a you know 13, then it went to 10, and then it was back down to single digits, and that happened a lot here for the Sacramento Kings. They were playing catch-up. For most of the game, the Kings got uh, opened the second quarter uh, by missing their 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 first three shots, and then they made a little run. The lead got cut down to four. And again, this was a theme uh, throughout the course of the game. The Raptors built a lead. The Kings cut it down. The Raptors built a lead. The Kings cut it back down until it got to the point late in the fourth quarter where it was like, oh, man, the Kings, Kings are within striking distance. Not like, like, hey, good job, guys. You're right there to get this game. No, like they really had an opportunity to win this game. But that, that, that was the thing. That happened a lot. Uh, down by 15, and then suddenly they're down by four. Uh, it, you know, it's funny. They cut the lead to, to, to four, and that lasted for about three seconds. As the Raptors flew down the court, hit a layup. I, I had heard, like, transition points, uh, fast break points, excuse me, in, in the first half for the Toronto Raptors. It, it was like seven or eight, and it was like, oh, that should be applauded. The Raptors wound up finishing with with uh, eighteen fast break points, and that's nothing to. That's not a mind boggling number. When I was thinking about those 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 points in the first half, those fast break points in the first half, I was looking at it like this is the the Kings are benefactors of the definition of a fast break point because the Raptors may not have been scoring, and uh, the the Raptors may not have been scoring off of Sacramento Kings misses and in, in getting down the floor uh, on a fast break or in transition. But what they were doing is inbounding the ball and getting down the court really quick. And that's what they did when the Sacramento Kings cut the lead to four. Uh, three seconds later, uh, they score and they're, they're, they're back up six and, six. and before you know it, the lead is 12 with less than five to go. Raptors went on a 7-0 run. Uh, Barnes finally answered that 7-0 run with the three. And then a second one came right after that from Buddy Heald. So the lead goes down to six. Again, this was a theme all throughout the game. The Raptors hit some shots. The Kings come back. There was never a really, 
There was never a stretch where the Kings, uh, until the un, until the final moments, where they made uh, a consecutive stops to really just let's make them as uncomfortable uh, as we possibly can. The Raptors took a eight point lead. Uh, into the locker room. The third quarter rolled along. I think the third quarter woes are behind the Sacramento Kings. They actually won the third quarter today. Not only did they win the third quarter today, but they won the second and the fourth as well. They were outscored uh, 36 to 23 in the first quarter. That's how bad their start was. It was 36 to 23. Not just that's how bad their start was. That's how good uh, that stretch was for the Toronto Raptors. After they missed their first three shots, they went on to hit 14 straight. They hit, uh, I think we gave the number seven of 18. That's how big of an impact it had. It was ultimately the deciding factor in the game. Again, 36 to 23 was the score after one. But the Kings went on to win the second quarter, 35 to 30. They went on to win the third quarter, 30 to 29. And they went on to win the fourth quarter, 32 to 29. But it was that it was that slow start and that hot stretch from the Toronto Raptors that they just couldn't get through. Once the third quarter got here, it, it was blown opportunities. But, you know, to be fair to the Sacramento Kings, it was blown opportunities from both teams. Uh, the Raptors and the Kings were both missing shots in moments where each of them could have taken advantage. The Kings could have, have cut into that lead or perhaps even taken the lead themselves. And the Toronto Raptors, the Kings weren't responding. They weren't answering. The Toronto Raptors had an opportunity to extend their lead. And they didn't. It just kind of, it just kind of went along. Uh, there was nothing special about the third quarter. Each team had plenty of opportunities. Toronto just couldn't extend the lead. The Kings just couldn't grab it from them. Uh, and then we entered the fourth quarter. Again, the Kings are playing really good ball here. It's it's not a game where you turn your nose up and up. And I think through, honestly, I think through every game so far this year, there's something you could pick apart. You could pick apart something from the Phoenix game and you look at the way they played in the second half. Uh, you could look at the Toronto Raptors game and look at how Dame and CJ took over there in the fourth quarter. Uh, you, you look at Denver. I don't know how many, I don't know that there's a lot of negative takeaways from the Denver game. You know, Charlotte was an absolute disaster. You can even uh, uh, pull some of the good stuff from their wins. This game, I, I, I don't know what the, I, I don't think there's a big negative takeaway from this game. I don't know what the big positive one is either, other than, uh, they fought with the champs, and they were, you know, in there all the way till 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 the end. But there were some missed opportunities there from the Kings, and I think that's going to be what Luke Walton focuses on. And there's going to have to be a focus on what the Kings do against teams that are big. They've got Atlanta coming up. Fine, they got Toronto on the way. They've already seen Toronto this year. They're going to have the Lakers, which is they got the Lakers uh, a week from Friday, which is a matchup that I'm interested to see. Obviously, they've got Anthony Davis there. Uh, they've got LeBron James there, but uh, you know LeBron is is big and he's imposing, and he's got three straight triple doubles. But he's basically playing the one, so it's not. You know, I I wonder if Frank Vogel looks at this like, oh, you know what? I've I've got an idea here, and they work LeBron in the four and five position. Uh, but that's looking ahead. Uh, let's look back. Let's look back at this game here and go to Luke Walton. Yeah. We showed growth again, which, you know, I'm happy for the, you know, the direction we were moving and, 
it's a tough place to play. It's the NBA champs, and they, you know, they they were making a lot of shots tonight. And our guys hung in there, stayed close. You know, a week ago, this was a game that was turning into a 25-point game. So to give ourselves a chance at the end uh, is all you can ask for. And at the end, they made shots. We missed them. So you tip your hat to them. Uh, we learned from it. The first quarter, we do have to do a little better. Uh, you know, setting the tone early defensively and uh, transition points and keeping them off the free throw line were two big keys for us. And I don't think we did a great job in those. Uh, so a lot to learn from. Um, good effort from our guys. And we got to move on to Atlanta and try to get, get one there now. Coach, we watched you guys kind of go into a shell in that losing streak to start the season. You know, you get when other teams are making shots. And tonight there were answers. Uh, talk about Fox. Talk about Barnes. You know, the responses from your guy. Yeah, well, first Fox, I mean, he had a tough one because he got in foul trouble. Yeah. And it's, it's not easy for young players uh, to, to find their rhythm after they get taken out of their normal rotations like that. So I thought he did a great job of sticking with it, competing. Uh, seven turnovers is way too much, but uh, just the way that you know, he got himself back into that game because he's such a huge part of us succeeding. And uh, yeah, to your point, I mean, they, they went on runs. They'd take it to 12, 13. We'd make us, you know, and we'd come down. But it, we came down with a composure, which is what we're talking about. It, for us, it's about always what are we doing next? What's the next play What's that we can make for our team? And tonight I thought we did a good job. But even when they got up, staying within ourselves, trusting the system, trusting each other, and just sticking around close enough to make a run and you know we got a buddy healed a wide open three which he's gonna make we love that shot for him uh so yeah like i said a lot of growth with with the guys i thought bogey was great tonight i thought Corey gave us a nice spark off the bench as well um just you know they made more plays at the end of the day can you talk about needing to set a tone defensively in the first quarter like what, what does that mean is it is it being more physical two, is it, uh, just more locked in you know it was the last two games, I thought uh, we were ready to go. I, I'm, I'm not saying we weren't ready to go tonight. Offensively, it was beautiful. The ball was moving. We weren't making shots, but I mean, we were getting wide open looks. Um, but we can't give up 36 points on the road in the first quarter against the champs. Like now, we're playing catch up the rest of the, the night, and uh, you know it was good. But then we had, like we never want to shoot the gap on Lowry or Van Fleet. And twice in the first quarter we did, and both times they hit threes. Uh, we don't want to foul. They, they were, I think, 9 for 10 from the free throw line, something like that. So just not as sharp as we've been the last two games uh, against a really good team. So just a note for aspiring journalists or reporters, talk about is not a question. No matter what you say after talk about, it's not a question. And I don't know who asked those, and if it's someone that I love and respect – I love and respect you, but damn it, it is not a question. If you ever aspire to do this for a living, if you ever aspire to be a journalist for a living, don't start something with talk about, because if I was Luke Walton, I would have given the Russell Westbrook line. When Russell Westbrook has said, hey, talk about, he'll just simply look at the reporter and go, no, because it's not a question. That's something we didn't talk about either was De'Aaron Fox's seven turnovers uh, in the game. I, Obviously, you know, hashtag all turnovers matter. But I don't feel like, <laughs> it's stupid to say, De'Aaron's not going to be pleased with the seven turnovers. I, they they weren't, they didn't destroy the game. Like, he, he didn't have turnovers and points where it just completely took them out of it. Again, now you could look at the momentum. You could look at the momentum that the, uh, that the Kings are building, or perhaps worse, that the Raptors have. 
and that could have put the Kings in a bind. But overall, they did a pretty good job. I mean, 14 turnovers, it's not horrible. We've seen significantly worse. Uh, it's just De'Aaron having seven of those we're, we're not so used to seeing. The Toronto Raptors, they had 14 turnovers as well. The Sacramento Kings, these are numbers that we're always watching. Uh, they had 23 assists. Another number that we've been watching all year is the number of three-pointers they took. Luke Walton has said, uh, well, we wanted to get to 35. We wanted to get to 35. They got to 44 here today. Actually shot well from three, uh, 20 of 44 uh, for 45.5%. Uh, Should note that Bogey finished the game with 22 points. Corey Joseph with 10. Buddy Heald had 21. We mentioned Harrison Barnes, a 26. Absolutely little to no impact from Rashawn Holmes. Into Manya Bielitsa. I don't think Bielitsa hit his first shot until some way midway through the third quarter, maybe late in the third quarter. But the bigs for the Sacramento Kings were, were they were just completely ineffective. The same for Dwayne Debman. There was a play. It is, I don't know why it is it's just sticking out in my head. I don't know why it's so glaring. Bogdan Bogdanovich had a hell of a move to create some space and get himself an open three. And for some reason, he passed it to Dwayne Dedman who was behind the line, and Dwayne Dedman had already hit uh, one three at this point. And I'm looking like, all right, I get it. Like, Dedman hit one, okay. Bogey player, that's your shot. Like, you were 6 of 11 from three to finish the game, but that's that's a shot that I would much rather have Bogdan Bogdanovich shoot than Dwayne Dedman. And I don't know why. That play has stuck out in my head since it happened. And I'm not trying to overstate it as if, oh, that was the deciding factor in the game. No, it wasn't even a swing moment in the game. It, I don't even know that it was a relevant moment in the game. It's just standing out in my head. Like, why did Bogey pass up that shot to give it to Dwayne Dedman? Buddy, all right, fine. Belly, eh, I'd still prefer. I'd still prefer Bogey take it. If it was anybody but Buddy, I, I'd prefer Bogey to take it. But but, but Dwayne Dedman, come on, man. I got a question for you, and I'm going to reserve comment on this because I want to digest it a little bit and I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure what to think of Luke Walton's press conference just a moment ago he's very rah-rah he's very moral moral victory now Luke Walton seems to be extremely confident that this team is going to figure things out and get going and as we said here at the top of the podcast the Toronto Raptors are a better basketball team the Toronto Raptors should win this game they're better than the Sacramento Kings are. I'd love for the Kings to to, to walk in and, and beat teams that they are better than, or, or to beat teams that are better than them. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen at some point this year. They're going to walk into an arena, and they're going to beat a team that is better than they are. But when I look at games like this, especially the fact that it was a four-point loss, they fought all the way to the end. Yeah, I'm not particularly negative about this one, and I'm not the rah-rah guy. You guys know how I feel. Like, I'm okay with this. Like, I don't, I didn't think that they were going to beat the Raptors. I'm very interested in what happens Friday against Trey Young and, and that Atlanta Hawks team. But I, I, I'm not down on this game. I'm not down on, on this loss at all. Especially, it wasn't even a double digit loss. Kings fought. They had opportunities to win, uh, but Toronto is experienced. Uh, they're poised. They're going to get the job done and they're going to hit the shots when it matters the most. But I'm curious how you feel about the tone of Luke Walton's press conference. He's very, it was very, very moral victory. You know, hey, we're going to clean up De'Aaron's turnovers. That was about the only negative that was really in there. 
Yeah, De'Aaron had seven turnovers. It's a little, just a little, little bit too much. We don't really want that. Uh, but I thought Harrison Barnes played well, and you heard what he said. He went on to speak about everything that the Kings did right. And I'm curious, you know, the Sacramento Kings at 2-6 and six with another game on the road before coming back to take on the Portland Trailblazers and the Los Angeles Lakers. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about the moral victory speeches from Luke Walton? How do you feel about uh, Luke Walton overall? Uh, shoot me some text messages here. 916-888-5898. That's our 24-7 text line. We created it for uh, the daily sports podcast that I host. Uh, it comes directly to my phone. It's basically just having my phone number. Y'all can reach me anytime that you want to. Again, 916-888-5898. And shameless plug here if you're into daily sports talk outside the realm of the Sacramento Kings. Search the podcast with Damian Barling. Just search my name, Damian Barling, uh, here in this very same podcast platform that you're listening to this one on. doesn't matter what the platform is. It could be Spotify. It could be Radio.com. It could be Google Play. It could be Podbean. It could be Apple Podcasts. Whatever it is, uh, just search my name. Uh, hit the subscribe button. We'll drop some uh, daily sports fun um, there on the podcast. So again, the Kings lose 124 to 120, and I guess it's just a moral victory kind of night for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, they out-rebounded the, 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 the Raptors. Should be pointed out, though, that the Raptors shot 55% from the field. And, and here's the other thing. I guess this is another question to you, because I didn't think that the Kings played... I didn't think the Kings played particularly good defense today, but I'm also willing to acknowledge that the Raptors played a big hand in why the Kings didn't play defense. You know, there are some games, Charlotte, for example, there are some games that teams just play poor defensively and it's on them. And then there are other games where the opponent forces the team to play bad defensively. And I think that's what happened today with the Toronto Raptors. It was probably, you know, probably no greater piece of evidence uh, than the rebounding stat we just gave you. Kings out-rebounded the Raptors 43-37. to 37. It's just the Raptors missed significantly less shots. Uh, they, again, they were shooting at a 55% clip. They were shooting at a 48% clip from three. Uh, 28 assists for the Raptors, which goes to show you. I always say, you know, I, I think I got this number from Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr used to talk about getting to the number 30, getting that assist number to 30. If you can get that, if you can get that assist total to 30, you're in really, really good shape. Well, the Raptors were... They were at 28. So they were moving the ball. They were moving the ball really, really well. Uh, so I, I, I think they forced the Kings. They forced Harrison Barnes into perhaps some uncharacteristic mistakes. Uh, they put Trevor Ariza in a difficult position who was virtually, I don't know that I heard his name called uh, all day. Uh, but the Raptors go on to win this one. And the Sacramento Kings, uh, they will head to Atlanta to take on Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. We go around the NBA here just a little bit. The Houston Rockets, uh, they beat the Golden State Warriors tonight, 129 to 112. Uh, James Harden doing James Harden things. 36 points, 13 assists for James Harden uh, on 20, 10 of 23 shooting. Russell Westbrook finishes with 18, 8, and 6 uh, as the Rockets roll. And the Golden State Warriors continue to struggle. They also, like the Sacramento Kings, fall to 2-6. and six. Detroit beat New York. Indiana over Washington. Chicago beat Atlanta. So there's, there's your note for you. Uh, this game was in Atlanta, so they won't have to travel at all. The Hawks go to 3-4. and four. Uh, Bulls able to get the win today against that Hawks team. Trey Young, rough night for him. Uh, three of 12 shooting. Uh, he only had nine points. Cam Reddish, one of eight shooting. 
He only had five points, a, a rough day uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. So their next game is against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, we'll see how they respond. Memphis put up some big numbers against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, they get the win today, 137 to 121. Andrew Wiggins, 30 points for the former number one overall pick. Andrew Wiggins, uh, 30 points. Uh, as the Grizzlies, uh, they move to two and five. Well, I feel like I'm saying that a lot today. Timberwolves, four and three. Timberwolves aren't a team that I like. I didn't like them before the season. I still don't like them now. I, I think that's just a team that's going to kind of fall off here uh, a little bit. Uh, Clippers in the Bucks. Th- this game, crack me. People were really, really upset. They were all over their soapboxes about Kawhi Leonard not playing in the uh, the Clippers Bucks game today. Uh, but load management, load management, baby. It's the it's the theme of of the NBA. It's the NBA of the future. Sacramento used to talk about NBA 2.0. NBA 3.0 is the load management era. Thank you as always for listening. Greatly appreciate it. We're going to be right back here Friday night, immediately following the Sacramento Kings and the Atlanta Hawks. Kings fall tonight, one twenty four to one twenty, bringing their record to two and six, putting a stop to their win streak at two make sure you subscribe make sure you rate and review the show particularly there if you're on apple Podcasts. but if you're on any podcast platform that allows you to rate and review the show please do that we would greatly appreciate it share this podcast with all of your sacramento kings friends we will be here all season we are just getting started again kings lose 124 to 120 we will see you friday night here on the sacramento kings podcast presented by hoopball and the hoopball podcast network